get ready for the Chip and Dip Show, alive and cringing. Here are your hosts, Alex and Chip McGee. All right, and we're back. Chip and Dip Show, episode seven. Is that where we the, are now? Yeah, this is the longest Chip and Dip show alive and cringing run that we've had so far. Wow, I'm impressed. I know, I know. Alive and cringing's never gone this long. No, never. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay, yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> and next episode will be longer even still, so. Last episode was the longest even. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I heard that you had some crazy stuff happen to you that you wanted to cover. And then we'll go right into Pop Cringe right after that, because I have a lot of juicy stuff for Pop Cringe. Oh, well, I meant, I wouldn't say, I meant everything turned out fine. It's just, you know, the inconveniences that had occurred over the course of last week. Mind you, this was our performance week. And um, so actually it was the night before things started happening. Um, it was like tumble down effect, but the, uh, I'll go into it. I get off work, you know, I drive halfway across the country from where I live to work. And so it takes toll on my tires and automotive, everything you could possibly think of. So anyways, I'm halfway home and I'm like, Hey, I'm actually going to get here on time because we're going to do a sound check for the show. Right. And the moment I finally get uh, to Levon. My tire just goes flat, like it just destroys. I guess I hit a nail or something because there was a lot of construction going on around there. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I end up driving on the rim. About yeah, I was gonna ask about that. I was like, man, that tire looks pretty shredded. So either you hit something really bad, or you're like, ah, oh, well, screw it. Might as well get to the next gas station. Well, that's exactly what I did. I was like, screw it. I might as well get to the next gas station because. I really didn't have an option to pull over on the side and plus being out there in the middle of the night with no street lights, it's just, it'd be hard for the guy to find me. So, cause I was going to get a tow truck. Yeah. You definitely need the guy to find you. Yes, definitely. At least, you know, that night, other nights, maybe not so much, <laughs> but <laughs> most uh, nights you're the one finding the guy. <laughs> oh boy. Tag. You're it. <laughs> Disappears into the bushes. Like what the fuck was that? <laughs> Can a guy eat it? A freaking it. Just sitting here at a golden corral, and this guy comes out of the bushes. You know how far I had to drive to find a golden corral with a patio? Anyways, so I get, I finally pull into the gas station, but I drive on the rim for about, I don't know, good half a mile to get there. And, um, Managed to make it, pull over in the corner and just kind of sit there until I can get the the insurance company to bring the, the tow guy out. Well, anyways. Wow, I have, the insurance company brought the tow guy out to you. Yeah, yeah, because I have roadside assistance uh, through the coverage plan. Oh, they sent one out. They didn't like show up a guy, let's see the tire, and then I'll bring the tow guy out. Look, I, I'm, I'm really bad with words, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm not grammatically correct 90% of the time. If you see most of my yeah. Facebook... Post, but I'm also like, an asshole, so... <laughs> this is true. This is true. 
I don't I don't conversate that well with folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't word real good. <laughs> I throw a ball far. If you want a wordist, you need to go to the library. Okay? That's right. I'm, I'm born and raised in Texas, buddy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, you, that's that was a good cringe moment right there. <laughs> yeah. So but anyways, I finally get there and, you know, the guy comes out. But the guy finally comes, but he comes in a car. Just normal car. And it surprised me because I, I thought it was just some guy who's like, hey, man, you need help, you know. But it was actually the guy who. Oh, you were expecting out. a you were expecting a tow truck guy. Yeah, I was expecting. But all least, they sent you know, was a guy that to come help you change a tire. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I was just like, wait, did you did the insurance company send you out? And of course, he's dressed all in jack because it's cold outside. OK, so yeah. we're all dressed mm-hmm. in black and, you know, it's all like hoodies and all this crap. Well, um, but yeah, so I meant that happened. And finally, I get it all running. And then, you know, I came back and got the audio stuff taken care of with you, but I didn't have any time to actually edit the video that we were supposed to have on for the next night. So I end up uh, uh, canceling with the rehearsal we were supposed to do with Craig, and I told him I'd just meet him up at Gas Monkey to to do all this. Well, I got the whole project and everything rendered, ready to go, but I didn't get the actual final rendering done, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to do it while I was there. Fortunately, I have a nice computer now that managed to knock that out in 10 minutes. So I was very happy beautiful, and content. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so it, was, it, it worked out beautifully, you know, no complaints. Uh, but I did have to get my rim on my tire fixed so i had to wait about an hour and a half (laughs) before i went to the show to have this guy bang out my rim and uh get the sound right i know right (laughs) welcome to uh, welcome to a live and cringing (laughs) hey could you uh could you guys send somebody out to bang out my rim i really need that uh i really need that done right now yeah Yeah, i'm at the gas station it's called (laughs) loves (laughs) So, so anyways, the guy ends up, you know, fixing the whole problem for me. Thankfully, I didn't destroy it too bad. All right. Well, I'm going to have to deduct points because it didn't have a cringy ending. Uh, No, it did. (laughs) It did, because I haven't even gotten to the actual show part yet. Oh, no. Oh. So So, what happened there? ah, This this was where, where it was great. So I gave him the USB stick, you know. They said, okay, yeah, just play the OMD file, you know, uh, that that's the only one, because it's all, it was, it was supposed to time up with our set, mm-hmm. right? And, well, there was another video that they played beforehand, which was already on there, and I just told them to play one specific video, but they went ahead and took both of them and started playing it, so it knocked the time out of sync. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and I was just like, okay, okay, cool. We get to the third or fourth song, and I was just like, you guys are terrific tonight. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much for coming out. And I was like, this one's called Made of Orleans. As soon as I said that, two seconds later, phew, music goes flat. Ooh. Yeah, we had a complete shutdown. <laughs> and I actually got footage of this, so I can actually show people later. But um, yeah, I was like, oh. That just happened. I was like, well, 
this is how you rock and roll. And of course, everybody is just like losing their shit. <laughs> and they all start cheering. And uh, it took us, uh, we delayed everybody by a good 20 minutes. But we still managed to play out our set. However, we get up to one of our, our main songs, If You Leave. Uh-huh. Same thing happens. What? What yep. is the problem? So apparently Craig had a bad USB cable and it kept shortening out his shorten out while he was playing. And so that luckily he was able to fix it and everything before Wild Boys went on. But it was just like, OK, of course, every time I do something special, there's always got to be some kind of technical difficulty. <laughs> and Craig is Craig. I'm sorry. Is, Craig is the keyboardist in my band. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. OK. OK. And but you're not. So you had to fix it before Wild Boys went on. So um, were they we using the same audio it. setup as you? Well, yeah, because Craig is is the keyboardist in Wild Boys. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, he was stolen the day that we our first day of performance. So you know, uh, uh me and uh, Juan have visitation rights. <laughs> we share custody. <laughs> visitation rights. <laughs> Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, it was it was a great show. But yeah, twice we we ended up having a technical difficulty. Not once, twice Sharks. in a thirty minute set. Yeah, so it the it the the trend still carries with me beautifully, and I just kind of roll with it at this point. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I I haven't had anything really crazy, cringy happen. But I keep an eye on the internet, and I can tell you some cringy stuff that's happened on the internet, and that is what we're going to roll into next. Oh, beautiful. Yes. All right. So you all know how it works. We know how it works. This is uh, Pop Cringe. I'm going to read the headline of an article, and Chip is going to try and guess whether it's real or fake. And uh, if you like it, I may give him a little bit more of a clue, but... um, yeah, in general, we're just going to see if uh, he can nail it down. So it's real. I have and I yeah, and I have started titling these because titling them is about as fun as finding the articles themselves. So um, this first one is Meet Patty Packdown. Meet <laughs> Patty Packdown. <laughs> I'm loving it. Go. Man. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Have you seen? I know uh, I'm going on a, on a tangent here, but have you seen that episode of uh, Rick and Morty where they're doing an Ocean's Eleven, and and they keep roping in new interesting characters to uh, be part of their Ocean's Fifty something because it ends up being a ton of characters, and every time they go, "You're crazy! You're gonna do this, this, and this! You son of a bitch! I'm in." They just kept saying that over and over again. So you're like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, meet Patty Pat down. Man arrested for soliciting an undercover officer where agreed payment for services was a hamburger. Oh, my God. Really? I don't know. You tell me. Jesus, the thing is, is that every time you say something so ridiculous, I have to say it's real. <laughs> I'm just okay, impulsively okay. inclined let, to this. Let's see how good you think I am with details. A 36-year-old man in Albuquerque rode his bicycle up to an undercover cop posing as a prostitute 
the, the undercover cop was posing as a prostitute um, while he was holding a to-go bag from Chili's. After settling on a cash amount for the sexual services, the man said he wouldn't have the money until next week. That is when the officer suggested that she could receive a hamburger as payment instead. Okay, I'm going to say it's real because he still exchanged services for that specifically. So that <laughs> that has to be. All but. right. So the man agreed and was arrested where it was discovered. He is a sex offender on probation and the hamburger was tagged into evidence. This is real. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, so he's just walking around with a bag of hamburgers trying to find somebody who's willing to, you know, do the deed for his uh, bag of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called now, by the way. Soliciting for sex is now officially, yo, you want a bag of burgers? <laughs> you want to take a bite of my meat? <laughs> I could, uh go to Chili's real quick. Hey, girl. I mean, come on. Yeah, just... Uh, it's amazing. I know. Alright, so one for one, you're doing good. That one is real. Uh, next one is Battery Blackout. Narcoleptic Instagram influencer is suing Energizer for giving her a concussion and damaging her face due to the sheer weight of the extended cell phone battery case on her iPhone. Mm, the weight of the battery, wait, huh? So she has an extended. Have you seen those really thick Energizer cell phone cases that are basically. A built-in battery uh, battery extension. Oh, okay. That's that's effectively that. Mm. Well, not effectively that. Literally, it's that. Sorry. Well, I meant you know, things like that can cause damage. I mean, we've seen the exploding cell phone, so I'm gonna say real. All right. Uh, so 22-year-old Instagram star famous for falling asleep unexpectedly. Remember, the first word was narcoleptic instagram influencer okay she falls um, asleep yeah at random times yeah exactly exactly falling asleep unexpectedly in videos was using the iphone extended battery phone case while in bed as expected she fell asleep and dropped the two inch three pound iphone onto her nose Ooh. when she woke up she discovered the bridge of her nose was damaged and bleeding but instead of rushing to the ER, she went directly to her plastic surgeon to begin assessing the damage. Mm, yeah. Because uh, it's an Instagram model, so they wouldn't... Instagram model, okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. All right. Uh, she is now suing Energizer for bodily harm, damage to personal property, her nose, and damage to her Instagram business. Yeah. Uh, this is fake. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. I got to give it to you on that one because I meant, you know, things can happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep seeing this uh, thing pop up on Instagram about this super thick Energizer iPhone case. It is a real thing. But um, and I every time I see that, <laughs> I keep thinking that I sometimes I'm on my phone. I'm laying in bed and I'm using it and then my phone falls on my face. I mean, yeah. that'd be it. I'd have a good night's sleep and wake up with a terrible headache. 
Yeah. Well, I meant, you know, she could have had a really fragile nose, you know, because mm-hmm. she might have been super thin or she went directly to her plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, of course. <laughs> it does. It sounds really plausible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially in uh, I mean, if you're 22 years old, you don't really think on that level, especially if you're just your whole life is being an Instagram model. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a there's a lot of plausible things that could ha- come from that story. But good one. I, I like that. All right. Well done, sir. Well done. One right, one wrong. Let's see if you can improve those odds. All right, next one. Essential oil vaxxing. Anti-vaxxers have cooked up a new all-natural claim for dealing with viruses by burning essential oils. Many have begun claiming that because your nose is the first point of contact for viruses, that surrounding yourself in essential oils kills all harmful airborne contaminants. A well-known dermatologist uh, claims otherwise. Okay, so people believe that if you burn incense or something like that, it it manages to keep your air purified and from harm? Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, I could see how people would think it, you know, because I mean, you you're cleaning the air of a lot of contaminants, especially when you're burning incense. It's not like, you know, the worst thing ever. It's been around for years, decades, longer before that, probably. Um, yeah, it's like burning sage too, you know. So I could see how they say it, but purifying and actually like preventing the coronavirus, which Lysol says it does. Um, yeah, no, I I, I I can see people thinking it's real, but I can't really say that the actual um, result of them doing that would generally. So, so what you're things. saying is you think that it's real, that people believe this and are doing it, but not that it's actually doing anything. So the so what you're saying is the article so far is real, but not real that this will actually purify the air in such a way that'll kill yeah viruses and contaminants in the air exactly okay so uh let's say a well-known dermatologist dr sandra lee aka dr pimple popper um has outright debunked these claims calling out influencers such as michelle fan a beauty guru not a doctor going as far as to post on her instagram sorry antiviral essential oils don't exist Hmm. now you're correct this is a real article it is a real thing that's happening i in doing my fact checking for this i was like okay okay a lot of shit gets slung around on the internet that's not true let me just see how accurate this is because sometimes people make like a blanket statement about something or they make a or they make an out of context statement. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be that person. So I went out looking around. I had to get to page two of Google results before I got to someone actually calling out using essential oils to kill viruses and bacteria in the air. Wait, they have a second page on Google. I know it's crazy. I know. (laughs) And I have mine set up so I get 50 results per page. Oh, wow. So, okay, so you yeah, really did some digging lot. on that one. <laughs> yeah. So here's More the thing. More digging than I, the dermatologist. <laughs> yeah, and I was so floored. I was like, okay, maybe there's nothing to this. All right, I'm going to kill this story. So I opened up a few of them. 
and the very first one that I read says starts talking about how you have good bacteria in your body and that you know you want to preserve that bacteria but a good way to kill the bacteria around you or 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 burning essential oils is a great way to purify the air around you without harming the bacteria um that's good that's on the surface of your skin or within your body i'm like wow this okay okay i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna keep reading i'm gonna see how far this goes later on in the article it says literally says um burning essential oils is a great antibacterial option so wait Hmm. does it kill the good bacteria or not because earlier you said it doesn't harm the good bacteria but now you're saying that burning essential oils is a natural antibacterial well natural antibiotic antibacterial and antibiotic they said both of them I'm like wait 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 when you take an antibiotic that's literally why you can't take a whole lot of antibiotics for long long (sighs) spans of time it's killing the good bacteria in your body as well as the bad bacteria it's it's the nuclear option okay so i was like okay i'm gonna keep looking someone this i I have to figure out so i found the original article and it it was with dr um dr pimple popper um (laughs) which is a very popular dermatologist and i did find out that it was she was specifically targeting um this influencer uh michelle fam a beauty guru who was making these claims and there are not very many other doctors that I could find on Google because most of them just don't have the time for this kind of BS I suppose when I'm looking around online doing a search there aren't very many that are debunking this but all I need is one and her reputation is on the line because she's so popular so that gave I felt like that gave me enough credibility to stand behind Dr. Pimple Popper versus um an influencer that's just known for beauty right yeah like maybe the beauty guru should i don't know stay in her lane Mm, yeah (laughs) probably yeah Uh, all right but people have Um, opinions and they always think that their opinions are facts and they'll just uh, you know confidently go on any social media post and you know, determine that they're right and try to get a whole bunch of followers that are not even hip to what's going on in that world. And they're like, yeah. So it, it, it's a common thing nowadays. So the biggest concern that I have is how underhanded these people are is I would not be surprised if this was a publicity stunt that she was, she was told, Hey, you need to say something controversial like this so that someone else will call you out and we'll go and point it out to like Dr. Pimple Popper, who doesn't typically engage in these kind of things. We'll let her, her know, hey, you can get some publicity as well if you go and say that this other person who's saying these things is full of shit. Yeah. So it could be just all a publicity stunt. It could be. Those but get again, dangerous. you know, there, there are things like Lysol that does specifically that, <laughs> advertises specifically that. So yeah, you know. it kills ninety nine point nine percent of germs. Yes, and you know bacteria and things like that. So this is this is like the second or third time you've mentioned them. Are they paying you, or do you have some beef with them? No, I have no beef with them. I just think it's funny how like they're the ones that have literally listed the coronavirus on you know as things that they prevent on the back of the label. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know about that? Oh, uh, no. No, you're, Yo. you're giving me news now. Yeah, okay. So I, I, I saw it and I read it and I looked at it myself and it literally sets on the label on the back what of things that it like kills. You know, Jeez, if you spray it. their marketing team is quick. Yeah, well, no, they were... They, they've Got had that it. label mock up through quick, huh? No, they've had it for, for a long time, so... Um, we I don't but know the what level hasn't been out for a long time. It, exactly, but they they've had it before then. So you know whatever's going on right now in China, either it's a different tier of coronavirus that they need to kind of address, you know, or call it something else because literally it says right there on the Lysol can uh, prevents coronavirus. And but I do have you seen have it. a can from like a year ago? Uh. No, I don't. I personally because that's what I'm wondering. Because they can they can move, I I they they can get things like that approved and moved really quick, like millions and millions of different. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I think I think they could. I mean, nationally, yeah, I, 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 it looks well, really I'm good gonna... for them. I mean, if it's worth making a lot of money, it's worth spending a bunch of money to go ahead and but push it's those cans out. And, you know, I haven't really done enough research to see if it's a different, you know, if there's a different level. But I would say that they would have to, like, call it coronavirus 2 or something, you know, extravagant. But if you have something like Lysol that prevents this crap and says it prevents it, you know, either we're going to have a bunch of misled people out there or we're actually we have a solution to the problem or we've had a solution to the problem the entire time. Oh, well, 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 that's different. So so a, a team... Or a, a team, a company claiming that their product can prevent you from contracting the coronavirus. What they're simply saying is that if you apply this to a surface that someone who had the coronavirus came in contact with, then you're not going to get the coronavirus by coming in contact with the surface. The problem that we have, though, are people that don't know that they're carrying the con- coronavirus because of its incubation period, giving it to someone else because the first um, onset of it is like mild flu symptoms. So so you start off with a very mild fever. There are people who's uh, who get fever regularly, especially like older people. And so a fever is a normal day-to-day thing in their lives. So then they get visited by their grandchildren or they're living with their kids or family and that's they spread it from person to person. Now, I'm not going to every time I go to hug grandma, I'm not going to spray her down with Lysol, you know, like I'm trying to prevent mosquitoes or something. So it's not going to stop it there, but it'll stop it if you spray like your doorknobs and stuff. If you know that um, you need to be spraying those surfaces for someone that you know that had or has the coronavirus. I think I'm going to spray grandma with the Lysol. <laughs> Doesn't grandma use You're just going to start like wearing Lysol like it's like it's your body spray, huh? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and because I've contracted it, it's not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside that matters. So you're going to see me huffing it from a bag. It really works with my pants sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you huff Lysol from your pants. I got it. <laughs> Don't let my secrets out. Who needs a shower when you have Lysol? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, geez. Okay. Regrouping. Here we go. Next one. We're almost through these. Green gold is the next uh, next one you're going to guess here. Um, 
with about a dozen trucks an hour setting off from the avocado belt in western mexico police have stopped trying to assist in certain areas due to the extreme danger Due to the Super Bowl, a shipping record of 127,000 tons of avocado were trucked into the U.S. with a yearly total of 1.5 million tons for the full year. Wow. That's a lot of guacamole. Yep. So due to the U.S. addressing the increased opioid crisis, lowering the... uh, ability to get those products across the border and um, the price of opioids more readily available in the U.S. demand for uh, opioid paste has dropped. So cartels have begun shifting their focus to green gold avocados. Mexico urges U.S. buyers to pay attention to where their avocados are sourced from and to avoid purchasing blood avocados when possible. Blood avocado. Wow. So you get opioids with your It's like guacamole. blood diamonds, but blood avocados. I see. So, I'm, I'm, okay, I, I I see opioids got thrown into this mix here. So I'm just like, so are opioids. Opioids. <laughs> so, the way that it, so the way that it fits in is because cartels aren't making as much money off of opioids, they're now shifting to stealing or or running these farms for with avocados um either stealing oh, avocados from okay. farmers who are moving the trucks or or um you know taking control of the farm and basically stealing the farm and holding them at gunpoint and oh okay. you know running it the same way that they would run their opioid farms Okay, now this is all making sense because I thought they were shipping opioids. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. Well, we'll call them opies. So the opies, opies okay. being shipped with the guacis. That's what no. I was originally thinking no. you were saying. And I was like, no, no, that's, that can't be right because that's awesome. <laughs> I like, I'm going to hit Walmart. Okay. I'm going to make me some toast, guys. I'll be right back. And if I get a drug test or a drug screening at any point in the near future, I'll just say, hey, bro, I just went to Walmart, bought some guacamole. <laughs> but no, um, no. Dude, okay. you are so chill. Have you had guac today? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> had two bowls. Two bowls of the green stuff. Yeah, I had two bowls of green, man. What? <laughs> no, but okay, so yeah, I could see them trying to seize and, you know, uh, getting So there. you can see the cartel deciding that, oh, avocados are super popular. We're going to stop focusing on drugs so much and we're going to shift our business model over to avocados. Well, they're going to shift it, but they do it in a way to where people have no choice but to succumb because, you know, they're threatening their lives and families and putting everybody at stake. So, I, you know, like that, that could be real. But at the same time, I'm just like, Alex is really good at this. Green gold. <laughs> Green gold. Blood avocados. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't even know what blood avocados are. You know, I just think it's like, it's you don't you know what blood diamonds are. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it just a slang term you made up? for the article or is it an actual thing that they call you know a certain type of avocado no no it's not it's not a species of avocado it's like blood diamonds blood diamonds are diamonds that 
were made that are are acquired due to people being killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so. See, with you, I never have to go to school for these things. <laughs> oh, well. It's like, just know I've... Alex. He's a professor in everything. Really knows how to do his research. But I mean, there was a movie. There was a movie with, uh, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio called Blood Diamonds. There was. Well, like I never Africa saw Africa or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I never saw what... I mean, I knew the term Blood Diamonds, but, you know, Blood Avocados, I didn't know if it was had a same similar implying meaning you know like well, the implied believe. meaning is that people are dying because of avocados and that yeah. they don't want you buying avocados if you don't know that they were sourced from a farm that is not under duress and while we're on the subject either somebody needs to contact chuck norris or sean claude van damme and like <laughs> literally make this happen oh <laughs> So, okay, you know what? I'm going to go with my be- against my better judgment. I'm going to say it's fake. No, no. I pushed real hard to uh, convince you it was fake, but it's actually real. I Damn mean, you. okay. I hate okay. you. Okay. I it. made up I made up blood avocados, but they are urging people to make sure that their their avocados aren't sourced from these farms that are under duress if if at all possible. But I mean, they are blood avocados if people are being killed because of them and you're buying them. Yeah. So. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And I want to yeah. use my better judgment. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just too manipulative. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Don't worry. You'll get a chance to make it up with the next two. All right. So the next one is serious syrup. Speaking of the coronavirus, China cities try to flush out coronavirus patients by blocking cough medicine sales. Really? How does that? I don't know. Stop you anything? tell me. <laughs> I love it when you ask. That. Really? I'm like, <laughs> perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, damn it. That's that's a hard sell. I need more details. Okay. Uh, uh, Hangzhou, home of the Alibaba ship shopping giant has halted the sale of cough medicine under the advisement of its coronavirus management team, which they are hoping will drive more people to go to the hospital for treatment rather than trying to address the symptoms themselves. Oh, okay. I can see. I didn't know Alibaba actually dealt with cough syrup medication, though. Medication. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Do they? Jesus. Man. Chip, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do words, man. <laughs> I just don't do them. <laughs> Medifications. <laughs> so, so let me clarify before because it sounds like there is a little bit of confusion. Alibaba is the shopping giant. They don't sell cough medicine, but the city that they're in, because they have such a big influence, their coronavirus management team has caused the pharmacies in the city oh, to stop selling cough medicine. Okay, so there is an actual, like, stores. They're not online purchases and crap Yeah, like that. no, it's the Alibaba distribution is in Hangzhou. Okay. Okay. So okay. people work there, and when you work in a distribution center like that, um, or, or a headquarters like that that's that big, then a lot of the people that live in the city are going to be working for the biggest, just one of the biggest world's distributors of, you know, random products. You know, you've seen the website Alibaba, right? Yeah. So, 
So it's not about what the company is. It's about how big they are and the influence they have over the city that they live in. Okay, gotcha. So in that case, I'm at they can see, you know, a high number of cells from a specific place. And they're probably getting the intel that, you know, these guys are doing it specifically. It's like it's like Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say they're here in Dallas or you know what? Great example. Toyota. Okay, Toyota convincing pharmacies that they have to stop selling cough medicine so that way people like us have to go to you know the hospital for treatment rather than trying to go over to CVS and buy some cough medicine so it's like Toyota convincing local pharmacies to not sell me cough medicine yeah no, I understand. Okay, okay. Um, you know what? Let's just go with real. Okay, it is real. It is not real. It, I mean, it, it is real, but it's not... Um, sorry, I shouldn't use the word real again there. It's not um, very recent. It, it This actually happened a few weeks ago. I actually had this, like, already, oh. like, picked out to talk about. Gotcha. But, uh, from a bit back from when we did our last show. But yeah, that that is and has and is still happening. Yeah, it's a, it's so still relevant. So. It's still it is crazy. 10% of the world's population is now under quarantine. Wow. You realize that 10% of the world's population. Yeah, that's of a the world's lot. population. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Last one we've got here. You're doing good. I think you've only gotten two wrong. Okay. I think I've got six here. Yeah, I think you got two out of six wrong. You're doing pretty good. Two out of five wrong. Sorry. Here's the sixth one. Two rights make a wrong. Uh, activists urging removal of Wright brother, Brothers monuments claiming they are the root cause of 9-11. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. You want more? Yeah, please. Social activists, historians are taking to social media platforms, urging the removal of several Wright Brothers monuments around the U.S., claiming that 9-11 would not have been possible if it weren't for the reckless innovation of avionics. Huh? Basically, they're saying if planes weren't invented, 9-11 couldn't have happened. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> Here's a little bit more. The activist said next they will target history books glorification of the Wright brothers after they get like these monuments removed. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, again, that's a, something that's so over the top, but believable because they've tried removing. Uh, I mean, they've already done a number on the Confederate flag. You know, Dukes of Hazard was pulled off the air. So I could see them going after the Wrights Brothers, you know, for okay, that. Okay, going, yeah. with, going with real so far. Uh, when asked what alternative they would recommend for expedited shipping of goods and people, they replied boats. Because boats have never been weaponized by flying them into buildings. Or, they continued, <laughs> we should focus more on tunneling vehicles like the ones used by the bad guys in Captain Planet and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> 
It's because of that I'm going with fake. <laughs> oh, it's too late. No, that's the end of that. No, 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 no. Already, Boats have never been weaponized. <laughs> Let's use the tunnel vehicle. Let's use the Captain Planet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you gotta imagine what it's like over here typing this stuff up. I had to hit delete so many times going, oh no, that's not gonna fly. And then I go, I can't delete it. I can't bring myself to delete. I'm gonna move it to the end. That's gonna be the reveal statement. That's, yeah, wow. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I should focus more on tunneling vehicles. You know, like them ones using Captain Planet or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The Foot Clan. They had some innovative ideas. <laughs> you have to hand it to the bad guys. I bet uh, <clears throat> Sonic the Hedgehog, for instance. <laughs> I mean, they had some pretty innovative stuff for all those those little toys that, that Robotnik invented. I gotta say, those drones were, were pretty spectacular. We should, yeah, we should look into some of that technology. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik, yeah, he may be evil, but he's an innovator and a pioneer. Yeah, most certainly is, <laughs> and a good dancer. He dances so good. <laughs> they have some traits that a real human being needs to possess. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All and right, that mustache, so- man, that mustache. <laughs> Mustache man <laughs> okay, brings back so, the Burt Reynolds in me. <laughs> okay, okay. Innovative, and he's got a mustache. I mean, that's a win-win. What? So he's a little evil. Are we really gonna hold that against him? He's got two things to one. <laughs> okay, so I've got three topics to discuss. Okay. Um, just want to get the you know nail out how much we've got left here to get through. Um, not that you guys are struggling, but again, just so you guys know, we go into this and Chip has no idea the content that I have prepared, so he's experiencing at the same time you are. So, okay, uh, first one we've got here. Did you hear about Elon Musk tweeting out um, hashtag delete Facebook saying it's lame? Uh, I could see him doing it. Yeah, so, um, basically, entertainer and writer Sacha Baron Cohen, um, oh, you know, Sasha. Const- yeah, Sasha, Sasha. thank you, yeah. sorry. Uh, constantly rails against Facebook, calls it, uh, the greatest propaganda machine in history, and then recently tweeted, um, regarding, uh, social media's giant's monopoly on communication, um, and social information calling for government regulation basically saying hey you know they're huge we don't let one energy company run everything this is clearly a monopoly monopoly you know they're one company running this huge collection of information and social media um, um platform so the government should step in and regulate well elon respond responded to it simply and i quote Hashtag delete Facebook, comma, it's lame. Mm. That's okay. all he said. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I see him doing that because, uh, yeah. well, again, you know, I, I personally, I have a love-hate thing with Facebook. And some people, like, I just recently got back on it only because of the fact that I'm very active in the tribute scene again. 
or mm-hmm. now i'm yeah. sorry yeah. again now <laughs> but i got because yeah, it's a again. great platform to let people know that you're you've got some kind of a gig coming up or yeah, or and, yeah. and a lot of people actually do want to see our band here in dallas so it's 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 you know it's very mutually beneficial to have one now that i'm involved in all these projects but the thing is is that they do shit that i just never really thought what i agree i agreed with from the get-go you know cookies and oh yeah 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 and, you know you're talking to your phone and you're not even using your phone for anything and they're just listening to like your entire conversations and all of a sudden the advertisement pops up for something you know like drives you nuts doesn't it it, it does it's like come on man that, that's not how we do things around here give people some privacy we like using your service but when you're doing this creepy crap because we subscribe to something for free that's that th- there's a there's a boundary and they well, need to you know what they say if uh, you're not paying for it then you are the product oh there's that is a true assessment yes but again you know it's a social media platform we're using it mm-hmm. there's sponsorships there yes i understand the whole marketing aspect but there's a certain line that you cross okay and going through people's internet cookies and crap like that on websites they visit is just not the best way to do that there is better yeah. methods there are plenty of people out there because facebook is a huge platform that they'll be happy to throw money at i mean how i still throw money at it for sponsorships for my specific stuff you know so there's so many avenues that they get their income from there yeah. is no need to listen to people's conversations on phones there's no need to have you know the dialogue machine pick up when you're offline and still they're be already listening. making tons of money it just seems unnecessary that they have to take those extra steps to to invade every moment of my life just because i happen to have the phone with me at all times in case of an emergency <laughs> or i need to look something up doesn't mean that they you know they I, fine look at look at my search stuff but please don't listen to me at all times you know that well yeah and you know keep the search stuff out unless i'm searching through your facebook you know not yeah, I mean, what Google, if I'm what not... if I'm having what if I'm having loud sex? I don't want the neighbor's phone to to have the neighbor look up how to quiet your neighbors down, and then on my phone because it knows who my neighbors are, popping up saying, uh, "Your neighbors would appreciate it if you would buy this product," and it's like a, a gag or something. Well, I mean, I really wouldn't matter that so much depending on who I'm sleeping with, but again. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So close. So close. Whoa, there goes the point. <laughs> Go on a rant. Oh, but, you know, that's not interfering with anything. I want everybody to know about that. <laughs> but, yeah. You're like, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> I mean, look, it worked for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no sponsorship, look. <laughs> Brought to you by Lysol. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> What is Sega paying you? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, but, you know, it's I'll tell you this enough. much. It's not enough. I'm such a fanboy. Okay, here's the thing. I am such a fan nerd of Sega. You know this. You've known this forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my, that's my passion. Okay, so when I see them doing something like they want to do, you know, because what they're doing is they're trying to get into the market like Marvel did. And they're trying to, you know, make movies based off of all of their properties that they own, like Streets of Rage, Golden Axe. I want to see these movies. So when I'm out there being a Sega fan nerd and I say, hey, they actually did a pretty decent job. Yes, yeah, granted, Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but 
the fact oh, that man. they're altered doing this beast an altered beast exactly be amazing exactly and i know there's a lot of people out there who are with me on that just like you were <laughs> on altered beast mm-hmm. That needs to happen. And yes, whoever thought of this idea was absolutely brilliant. Afterburner's another movie. Outrun could definitely be. Like, a lot of these things could, if they're done right and done well, they're, they can be lent to... If they, if, they, if they continue to make movies on the level that they just made this Sonic movie, regardless of the ball drop at the beginning, then what you're saying is they could compete with Marvel. Well, I don't even want them competing with Marvel. I just want them to, you know, thrive in that market because I'd love I'd like to see this stuff. So, OK, so it's not about competing with them. It's just about getting a piece of that pie. Exactly. They should. Mm-hmm. And because they have a they, they deserve because they've, you know, last 20 years, they've kind of sucked bad. <laughs> the past 10 years. Yeah, it may seem like 20, but they they really started to fall off whenever the mobile market of gaming came in and they didn't jump on that bandwagon quick enough but then they did jump on that bandwagon almost exclusively they only released a handful of games in the past seven years because they've been focusing so heavily on mobile on the mobile platform and that has given them enough financial standing to do things like the sonic movie yeah, because so. it's cheaper to produce a mobile game than it is for, you know, PS4. Well, or... it's not, and it's not even about the cheap because they were willing to throw money at uh, the development of games. But they thought that the mobile platform, excuse me, was going to die out quickly because it wasn't powerful enough. Well, what happened is is phones became more powerful and we got more powerful processors into the smaller form factor. And and mm. uh, Sonic was like, oh, shit, we better get on that. <laughs> yeah. And how many times they've recycled their, you know their greatest hits in a, in a sense and you get like which which f- i mean honestly do you want anything else from them i mean sure come up with something original but do do you really need anything original from them no please please refurbish what you've already got yeah. we love the content you came up with when and we were younger now they're still just keeping you alive it is <laughs> it really is and also fantasy star online 2 a beautiful I game know. still to uh, this day and it's been around for I what am, 10 years i know I'm so excited that Microsoft kind of partnered with them to bring that to uh, Xbone <laughs> and uh, <X-Bone>. PC. Yeah. <laughs> so the way I, like I read it. it, it's it's the way I'm just gonna keep saying it. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 really I'm really glad that 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 they're starting to finally you know kind of make a comeback. Oh, well, at least I hope that's what this is telling us and that they're not just throwing money at these things and then it doesn't get enough of a return well but I, I think that it will uh well yeah the movie actually did extremely well from yeah. what i've been hearing so and well plus it definitely whole... did better than birds of prey <laughs> i know <laughs> right you. oh that, man <laughs> uh dude i'm actually gonna go see it because i heard great things about it but <clears throat> you've heard you've heard such great terrible things about it no, no, no. People, it flopped really hard. No, it flopped financially, yes. But movie-wise, like, people actually liked it. And this isn't one of those things where people are saying that they really liked it because they heard that so many people didn't like it. So the hipster in them is like, ooh, I can continue to say that I like this. Well, you know, that's the thing. You you have really great movies out there that flop financially, and you're like, how did that happen? This is fantastic. And, you know, it's all a matter of opinion. And, and then I, in I like have to 15, see the years, for... it be, 15 years, it becomes a cult classic, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, it happened to a lot of different movies. A lot of them, and I can't remember. I think that's going to happen with Cats. They closed up with, like, uh, <clears throat> $24 million, I think. Uh, but Cats was just too weird. But that's what makes it so 
halt positive, you know? Uh, yeah, true, true. I mean, I mean, just... all you got to do is compare almost everything to like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture is Show the best. Was, it was too weird, right? Yeah. But now we look at it, we're like, that's not weird. That's me, darling. That's me all the way. Give me some meatloaf. <laughs> Give me some meatloaf. <laughs> But yeah, they they have a whole following. Mm, so. RKO can get it. <laughs> a lot of Andy Samberg's movies actually flopped. Yeah, well, and you see how great they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not arguing that. All I'm saying is it flopped really hard, and I haven't heard anyone say good things about it. But you have, you you're you're more out into the physical social atmosphere more than I am, so. That uh, that makes sense. That makes sense because I really like Joker, and every all the critics were saying Joker was not going to succeed. It was it was going to fail, and then uh-huh. boom, instant cult cult classic. I mean, I went and saw it, and I'm like, okay, I can see what the critics don't like about it, but this is awesome. And now it's won how many awards? And the critics are like, oh yeah, well. <laughs> oh, that that's something I have to rent this weekend. Thanks for reminding me. I have. Oh, yes, it. it it is. You're gonna really appreciate, it, especially since you have kind of one of those personalities that doesn't translate well out into the physical world. But if you <laughs> understand what's going on below the surface, then it's all like, oh, I got you, Chip. I know what you made of, bro. You know, it all makes sense. You know, everyone, everyone else is like, do you weird? And I, they walk away. I don't know. I'm not like that. I'm like, give me some more of that. RKO can get it. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like saying RKO can get it again. Uh, but I know we completely went off topic here, for, you know, after I started getting all Sega nerdy here. So, anyways. Yeah, because that was, that was all, that was all uh, lame book. <laughs> all right, moving on to marketing math here. Uh, Michelob spent $10 million on a Super Bowl ad to say that they will donate $1 million to farmers if people buy $450 million worth of beer. I found okay. this on a on the subreddit r slash quit your bullshit. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> yeah. So they spend ten million on the ad. Why don't you just give the one million to the farmers from your freaking ad? Why don't you just come make a Super Bowl commercial saying we just gave nine million dollars to farmers? <laughs> we spent one million dollars on this ad, and that's why it sucks. So, but hey, look what we did by our beer. Instead, they're like, if you guys buy $450 million worth of beer, then we'll give $1 million to farmers. Oh, yeah, it costs us $10 million to make this commercial. You know? Okay, you know, Super Bowl ads are meant to be funny. And maybe somebody thought this was a grand, you know, humorous idea. Maybe. Oh, no, I saw the commercial. It's not funny. They're being serious. They've got all these farmers standing up proud in a field drinking a Corona. And when you give, whenever people buy 400 or however many beers, we're giving this much money to farmers. Every time you buy a beer, you're giving this much money to farmers. I'm like, okay. And then I, it left me with a funny feeling, but I didn't go look up the math. Somebody did. And looked up how much it cost for that Super Bowl ad slot and how much it cost them to make that commercial. And then did the math on what would it take for for a beer to be bought for, for it to get up to a million to give to farmers. People buy, have to buy $450 million worth of beer in order $1 million to get to farmers. Somebody <laughs> hand me the Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> 
just gonna spray it right into your uh, your Michelob. <laughs> mm. uh, I thought you said it was Corona that made it. Oh, did I say Corona? No, I said Michelob. Uh, I thought you said, I was okay. Never mind. I thought That's, you said Corona. I had to write, and you know what? It's funny you say that because I did have to type it up because the first few times that I said it in my head, I was like, oh yeah, what was that thing about the Corona commercial? Okay, so that that's Wait what it was. <laughs> okay, so Michelob. Okay. Our brains are so coronavirus focused right now that convert anything over. You know, and it's and basically the same beer, right? Corona and, and Michelob. I no, mean, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't drink beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do, but I know the different flavors. Actually, I drink. Uh, I've gotten a penchant for uh, dark beer lately, but um, mm, that's that's new. I know. Well, no, actually, it's not. I I had a thing for it back in my early days, you know, years ago, and then I just was like, oh yeah, I used to drink this all the time, and I just started drinking it again. But Wild. Um, uh, yeah, but I know it's a boring story. But the thing is, is that. <laughs> This is this is the problem with a lot of corporations. They do stuff like this, and we don't know the entire reasoning why they would go out and do that and say we're going to donate one million if you buy four hundred. Why would they do that? Just marketing. Put a damn commercial. Your beer company, beer companies make dumb, funny commercials, especially during the Super Bowl. Why yeah. would you even put yourself out there like that, saying that you're being some generous company that's really trying to help out the the common dude, and then you know. You're this mega corporation that just literally throw ten million dollars towards an advertisement when you can throw it towards them. Yep. Yep. It, it, yeah. No. That, that that's kind of stupid. And I yep. I don't know how anybody approved that project, but uh, somebody needs to get fired for that. Yeah. It it kind of sounds like someone came up with it as a joke in the marketing department, and then they ran with it and it was like oh this wasn't supposed to get this far crap oh yeah. well i mean i feel bad for the person who did you know because that's mm -hmm. on them at this point because it's like why didn't you know I, I don't know i'm not gonna understand it i'm not gonna judge him for it but yeah there's just again better ways to handle a situation like that all right well speaking of things that are weird to market uh have you heard about people getting instant noodle or ramen noodles if you will uh wedding cakes that sounds interesting but are they what are they flavoring it with and why there there's i mean so apparently there's this indonesian restaurant um called uh tot aw like totally awesome but t-o-t space a-w and they are flavoring okay so they are offering wedding cakes um, or regular cakes that are just not cakes. They're just shaped noodles and they're flavored just like regular instant noodles would be flavored. Hmm. You haven't heard of that? Mm -mm. Okay. So apparently they started off. It had like very humble beginnings. They would send uh, the noodles to school with their kids because they were really cheap this restaurant and then the kids the the noodles would be already have the hot water and stuff in it and you know what happens it throughout the day the noodles absorb like all the fluid and, and then it gets like into kind of a it takes on the shape of whatever it's in and you could like dump it out on the counter and it'll still keep that shape well they took that idea and they first started trying to make or they no not trying to make they started selling donuts in this or ramen noodles in the shape of donuts 
Um, that didn't do so well, but then they started doing cakes and then it was okay. They were selling some cakes, but then it just like took off whenever people started showing up at their weddings with these elaborate, you know, layered instant ramen, instant noodle wedding cakes with all these crazy embellishments all over it, like fruit and stuff sticking out of it instead of, you know, all these fancy icing decorations wow so yeah that started distributing on instagram a bit and and now that is like a staple to their business is they sell instant noodle cakes and wedding cakes um just very very strange and i gotta say i can't not see that happening here yeah i meant yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. I wouldn't do it for my wedding, that's for sure. But um, it's so easy to do too, right? It's just noodles in whatever form factor you want it in. Let it sit and then dump it out. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah! If you figure out an easy way to market things, do it and make your niche market. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that, I would definitely want to try one though. See what it's like. Yeah, I'm curious. The thing that's making me that's I'm like going through the details. There weren't a whole lot of details online about how how it is like they say it tastes good right but like do you warm it up is it come does it come warmed up and also do you still slice pieces off of it like a cake or when you warm it up do you add some fluids to kind of rehydrate the noodles so that way they taste better and if you do that that's going to make everything collapse so here's what i'm thinking they might be doing i think they are slicing it like cake and putting it into a bowl and then you pour hot water over it to kind of bring them back to life. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, that's what I'm thinking you would do. I know that I would do. If I showed up and someone handed me a slice of ramen and they're like, enjoy, and I'm like, this is cold. They're like, oh yeah, you're not actually supposed to eat it. This is an experience. <laughs> <laughs> You pick it up what I'm putting down, huh? <laughs> this is an experience. <laughs> it's just funny because last last time you were here, and we and we recorded a show while you were here at my place. We watched the Jean Claude Van Damme Johnson, <laughs> or Jean Claude. What's it called? I can never yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jean Claude Van uh, Johnson. Johnson. Jean Claude Van Johnson. And he goes to this quote unquote pop up experience that looks like a restaurant. It's just called DRI dry. And all they serve <laughs> is ramen that's dry with stuff on it, but it's not like cooked or anything. And he keeps a like ask the waiter that's walking by, hey, can I get, can I get, mine's not cooked. They're like, oh yeah, see, we're an experience. We're a pop up experience. We're not actually a restaurant. We're not licensed to have water. So he's like, yeah, but. Could you just get some and put some on mine? He goes, no, no, I can't do that. Anyway, enjoy it. And he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's walking out of the restaurant later on in the scene. And the guy runs up to him. Hey, man, you forgot your ramen. And he's like giving it to him in a little like to go bag. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. So the last show after that show, we watched that. And then this cake noodle thing popped up. I'm like, oh, no, it's happening. 
It's the Facebook. They're doing their marketing. <laughs> but it was my idea to go watch that. I mean, that's just that's universe doing that to me. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So that, uh, no, that was actually pretty funny. I, I'm matter of fact, I got I finally got a subscription to Amazon Prime. I'm gonna watch that. The rest yeah, of that. I, I'm so floored that that wasn't more popular. Like, I want to go out and see why people say that maybe it didn't take off like the tick i love the tick on amazon it's amazing i still need to go and watch the rest of it but it is so good hmm. and i don't hear anyone talking about it you that's know because I mean? you know everybody's focused on stranger things and disney plus it's kind of hard you know well amazon prime it, there's a lot of other things to it than just the movies that makes it yeah. really cool actually yeah. but it's like you know I don't know I guess you know people get so accustomed to what's there like Netflix you know is is a is a household name so everybody wants the Netflix Hulu you know it was one of the first pioneers too so everybody's you know Huluing everything you know Hulu's like basic cable now mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so you know I guess they they just get in that mindset and they whenever you have Amazon that's like, oh yeah, we're gonna kick off a service. Yeah, there's there's definitely a market for it, and you know, a lot of people have subscriptions to it, but I guess they just get onto the whole like me, you know. I don't really catch on to everything, but there's things I make note of. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta see that. Oh yeah, I gotta see that, you know? And I don't do it for maybe like two or three years at a time. And it's it's weird how I'm like that, but you know, that's the average like, person. It just seems like regardless of what platform it's on a show about Jean-Claude Van Damme parodying himself as a secret agent the internet would go crazy for that well the internet would yes and a matter of fact nowadays I think it's probably picking up more of attraction now especially after the Jean-Claude Van Dancer thing has been coming out you, you know the one, you know you've seen it what I'm talking about no, from Bloodsport? No, what are you what are you talking about? Where Jean Claude Van Damme is dancing? That's like a viral thing now. Oh, just and, the gif of him dancing? Yeah, and they have T-shirts printed out, and they call it Jean Claude oh, Van no. Dancer. So, like, it, it just it's weird things that catch on as trends, and that movie's been around since 1985. So, like, again, you know, it might not take 20 or 30 years before people go, "Wow, that was incredible," but. Again, you know, like we were talking about cult classics, that's just one of those ones that probably was meant for that specifically. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like maybe it didn't get enough attention, and if what you're saying is true and there's stuff about hip going viral now, that maybe it was just slow to be picked up, and people go, oh yeah, this is good, but if you think that's good, you should see him on Amazon, oh my god. You know? Yeah, and, and it's just yeah, and they'll hear about that movie. They're like, okay, I need to see more of that. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of clicks. And then you have—I mean, Family Guy. It was canceled, right, on Fox? <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. And it was canceled because they kept making fun of Fox. <laughs> yeah, and but it was still canceled. And then you know there was this huge petition to bring it back. And eventually, you know, uh, what two or three years later, it became just as a regular sitcom like The Simpsons has been on oh, yeah. for the last Man, 30 years. The number of people that are waiting for Futurama to come back. I mean, don't get me wrong. The new thing that, that he's doing, uh, Disenchanted, mm -hmm. or Disenchantment, I'm sorry if I'm messing up the title. It's 
it's pretty good, but it ain't no Futurama. Yeah. Futurama just has this 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 staple for us that just I don't know, they 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 went above and beyond with that show. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I you know what I am kinda holding out. I hope that Disenchantment maybe does get up to the level of Futurama. I'm not holding my breath though, and I don't want it to be another Futurama. I want it to be on the same level of of humor. I want it to have the overall stories like it generally has, but then those rapid slapstick comedy moments that you'll probably miss if you blinked. Yeah, Love but... the smart humor. Oh god, so. yeah. And Futurama though, I mean they had some real things that just tugged at your heartstrings. You just could not Oh man, yeah. You couldn't yeah, avoid no, it. And no. you're like, damn, I hate in, you know, the number one episode <laughs> I I got to see and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't like oh, this. And Speaking and of heartstrings, you you heard about BoJack, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta see but, that. I mean, it had a pretty good run, but I didn't see how. I honestly, after the first like two or three seasons, I was like, how are they gonna sustain this? Exactly. I mean, the guy is as bottom of the barrel, washed up as he can be, and that's the whole shtick, right? How do you how do you take this and make it push him down further? You know. <laughs> And instead, they started to kind of grow him back into a person. You know, it felt kind of like a 12-step program as a horse person. Uh-huh. But but then, so that, I think that's why they had to end like, okay, well, we rehabilitated his image to better than it was when the show started. He's now a better person. He connects with the world better. And, you know, he's not as narcissistic. So we're going to stop it there. You know, I, I'm honestly surprised it got that far. Yeah. I was too. I still haven't uh, finished everything from season three, I think, or four. Yeah, but if you, if you actually pay attention to, and I know you do, but a lot of people watch these kind of shows just for their surface material. But that show, it like forced you to pay attention to the really, really deep human stuff. You yeah. Know? And it was like, I it made a lot of people uncomfortable and they couldn't keep watching it. I know, I know many people that were like, I'm not going to say it's not good, but I just don't want to feel that way when I'm done watching a show. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. You know, some people like I don't watch war movies. It's like, because why do I want to feel that way? You know? Yeah, totally. So so I get it. They didn't want to watch that. But for me, it was therapeutic. It was like untangling some things that I've got going on that aren't like exactly parallel. Right. But gave me some tools to really go. Well, maybe a little bit of that's going on. Huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, no. I'm not jumping out a window again. Um, yeah. I just wanted to talk. I just watched Bojack. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he said something that really struck me. I know you said not to call you anymore about Bojack stuff, but I'm on season 12. You know, it's like Rocky for me. I'm going to keep watching him. Oh, oh! You said it's okay for me to keep watching. Just stop calling you. But you're my therapist. <laughs> you're you're there for me to talk to. Oh, you're charging me for a full hour for this? Okay. Well, well, here. While I've got you. So on this episode. <laughs> Good thing I'm billing my insurance. <laughs> it covers this. <laughs> oh Lord. I understand. I'm on a I'm on a flex spending account. Why? You should be flexible. <laughs> Okay. okay. Well, I think that kind of wraps things up for this episode. 
uh, the Chip and Dip Show, alive and cringing. Um, we will be back. I don't want to say next week because I don't know when we'll be back, but we will be back for episode eight. I just don't know when, but we will make it happen. This has been episode seven of the Chip and Dip Show. We will catch you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Chip and Dip Show. Alive and cringing.